This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi friends, this is Sarah May, and this is an episode for Stephanie. Thanks girl. So this is about training in a positive mindset. So it's for anyone that maybe considers themselves a positive person, but they still have a hard time maintaining the positive mindset. Or maybe you are working on becoming more positive and you're just not quite there yet. So I think this is a really great topic because we all need some form of maintenance. So whether you were born with a smile or you have to work at it, it's going to take some sort of daily practice, even if it's something you're just doing automatically. Um, So Stephanie asked for some exercises or tips to improve positivity. So I'm going to recommend to everybody (laughs) my happiness journal. Uh, But it's also, if you want to make your own, it's just, it's really universal, like basic positivity reinforcement. So I was going to give you the the steps that are in the book. Um, It's just like basically buying a pad of paper. (laughs) It's cheaper than, or the reason I made it is because it was cheaper than printing it on my printer. So that said, um, if you have like a blank journal or if you want to do it on the computer, I'm going to put that system or structure or whatever on the blog version of this. And then um, I'm also going to tell you right now so you can just copy and paste it. So basically the gist of positivity is it just takes maintenance. It's something that you like you have to bathe, you have to get some exercise, you have to feed yourself. This is just another thing just like that. It just requires your attention on a daily basis. And that doesn't mean it's tedious at all. And in fact, it's quite the opposite. So there are a select few people in the world who are just born that way, and that is awesome. Um, But for the rest of us, it's something you decide to be. And then you kind of craft your own daily practice that will work for you and something you can maintain. So it doesn't help if you pick something that's like a thousand thousand things you know you really don't want to do or you can't possibly keep up. So it's just about finding a happy middle, I guess, like finding something that it, it won't feel necessarily natural at first, but like something that can easily fit into your schedule. So I have um, what my practice is, and it's usually like 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes out of the day. It's not bad at all. Um, And in general, if you are the type of person that just doesn't like the idea of journaling, I really hated the idea of journaling before I actually started journaling. Trust me, it's not touchy-feely and depressing like you think it is. Like, it's totally not... uh, It's almost like writing a to-do list or a grocery list. It's that normal and practical. It's not like you have to write to your diary and like have deep personal conversations with yourself. It's just, it's like a maintenance thing. I can't even think of another way to say it. But, um, and the other cool part of it is like once you start the habit, 
it will feel like an annoying thing at first. And then after you start to get just the effects of it, your brain literally starts looking forward to it. Like you get happy just looking at it. You get happy thinking about it. And it's it's just, it becomes fun. It becomes something you kind of look forward to and you savor as like a part of you time. Um, and I know this all sounds kind of off in the distance because I haven't even told you what the uh, practices are yet. So I will go through those now. And um, if you like references, like if you're the type of person that likes to have facts and stuff like that, I'm going to put all of the books I've kind of used to combine into this practice on the blog version. So I'll put them at the end. Alrighty. So part one, I was just going to cover what are the things that fight against happiness? Because like a lot of them are really unexpected. I would say a lot of them are things that you might be suffering from and you had no idea that they could possibly be a factor that are affecting your ability to remain positive. Um, and I'm not going to go into too much detail, but Google, if you think this could be you, Google it and uh, find out. Um, alrighty, so here we go. So the first one is a lack of focus. And if you're unable to focus, your brain is kind of darting here and there and you're just never present. And in general, when people are not present, when you're like stuck in another time, like reliving something in the past or trying to figure out something in the future, you're less happy because you're not able to be experiencing your present. Um, and it also just doesn't feel good to have just noise in your head. Second one, a food allergy. That sounds crazy, but like people that are, uh, what's it called? The wheat, the wheat thing. They can't eat gluten. My brain slow down. I can't remember. Celiac. It's gonna drive me crazy. Okay, people that are celiac uh, sometimes get a reaction to wheat that is like depression, and it's one of those things you would never ever know in a million years. But if you have had chronic depression and you think like it's you've tried everything, you don't know what it could be. Could be a food allergy. Uh, you can get tested for it um, just for any kind of allergy. Uh, or you can just try taking one thing out of your diet for, I think it's like, you need to do it for a month or something and then see if your mood improves. Um, moving on. Your genes. <laughs> Third one's genes. I mean, that's kind of a bummer, but like your genes, you can activate and deactivate them with your behavior. Like, you can't, you're not cursed by your genes. It's just about... Uh, doing what you need to to kind of work against the ones that are not helping you. Um, like just taking really good care of yourself, being aggressive about it. It just means that like if you have a genetic inclination toward being depressed or having anxiety, it's just you, you, have, you have all the more reason to do a daily ritual. But it's not a curse. Um, next one, depressants. So things like alcohol or drugs or uh, sugar, just like eating a lot of carbs and sugar that make you crash, like blood sugar. Uh, your chemical balance is hugely important and it affects your mental state so dramatically. So I recommend for more about this, um, check out the mind-body connection. Another post. Uh, nutrition in general. So like the type of energy you put in your body, that will affect the way you feel 
emotionally very, very strongly. So I recommend just greens, fibers, breakfast. Getting breakfast just kind of sets up a good solid base for the day. Um, and last on my list, actually, no, a couple more. One of the biggest ones on my list is the trained-in neural pathways. So it's like the muscle memory, just old ways of thinking. That's just your bad habit of being, of just going to that, oh, my life is, my life is kind of terrible. Like, that's just a bad habit. And it's, this is what, this is hopefully going to help you untrain. A couple more things on the list. Being ineffective or basically being unable to complete things. So, like, if you stack your to-do list way too high and you can't get everything done or you can't get one thing done, you if you cannot complete one thing and see effects, you uh, run out of willpower and you basically you reduce your capacity for willpower because just feeling powerless and defeated like makes you less capable and less motivated. So if you are on a diet right now, don't try to quit smoking because that's probably going to hurt your ability to do both and it's probably going to contribute to you feeling not so good. Um, next on my list, not feeding your soul or your purpose or your personal goals. So if you've not been attending to things you care about, like that are important to you, and maybe you've been wrapped up with like just busyness at work or whatever it is, and you've been neglecting this thing you really care about, like your memoir or your family or the project that's like you really want to get to, that'll make you feel really, really low. I mean, that's one of the biggest, especially if you are a highly creative person, this is a huge, huge factor. So that's another thing in the happiness journal. Not trying to force the happiness journal on you at all, but that, that's the other half of it is like having a to-do list or a focus list that kind of makes you prioritize the things you actually care about, like your personal goals. Like that is the other half of, I think, um, being fulfilled in life. Not just maintaining a positive mindset, but it's like actually feeding your soul and making that a very, very important part of your day. Anyway, moving on, part two, my happiness practice. So this is what I do. This is from the Happiness Journal. This is what I do that really works well for me and a lot of other people. And it's pretty standard. Um, so it's kind of a combination of a variety of other experts on uh, positivity and different doctors and all that stuff. So it's basically what I found to be kind of the most relevant and most practical. And it's something that's like you can do it really quickly. Like it doesn't require, you know, it's best to be alone, but it doesn't mean you have to like set a huge chunk of your day out of the way. Alrighty, so grab a pen, number one. This is the journal. So there are a lot of these happiness practices, but the journal, I think, is a really, really important element. So the journal is just to help better your thinking and your focus. So it's, I, I write them all in one page, but three gratitudes, one positive experience from the day, and that's something you actually write out in detail. So the grats will be, you know, one sentence or one and a half sentences. And then the one positive experience, you like pick out your favorite thing from the last 24 hours and you relive it and like describe what was so great about it. The next thing on my list is if-thens. And that's just um, for you to be able to plan out what you are going to do 
for the next day. Like if you are look, if there's going to be something stressful that's going to happen, you can make that situation way simpler if you decide ahead of time how you're going to deal with it. So the if thens is like, if I start to get overwhelmed, then I will go hiking. If I start to feel really stressed out, then I will read this chapter of this book that makes me feel better, whatever it is. Like you're basically creating um, a guide for yourself for the moments when you're like, I don't know what to do and I'm suffering and I'm stuck. It's just if you already like, I think once you have this in the back of your head, when you go through your day, you'll think of things and you'll be like, oh, that's an if then I should I should put that on my list for tomorrow or whatever. Like they'll start to jump out of you, jump out at you a little bit more once you start thinking about it. Um, the next thing on the list, one thing you did well today. Uh, so if you journal at night, this is easier. So if it's something um, you do in the morning, then you do something you did well yesterday. And the next thing is one thing you're excited for tomorrow. So whatever you're really looking forward to in your next day. And then next on the list, commitments. And that's what I call just the I am statements. It's like, I know there are a lot of different podcasts and books that say like you shouldn't do affirmations of things that you're not, you are not, that you think you are not. And I don't, I, the only thing I would say that you, maybe that's true when it comes to stuff that's like, you know, physical or I don't know, like I'm a supermodel, like, you, yeah, maybe you wouldn't feel like that's true. But when it comes to the I am statements that I think really help, it's the things you decide you want to be. And it's just a way to remind yourself to act in alignment with those things. So it's like a reminder list. It's not like a lie to yourself. So for example, I think I have six now, but mine is I am happy. I am kind. I am inspiring. I am inspired. I am uh, balanced. I am a beam of light. I think it's my last one. But those things are just a reminder to say, these are the ways that I choose to act. So you, you can really just remind yourself, like, in those moments when you're being petty, like, wait, no, that's not me. I'm, I choose not to be that way. Because that is in your control. How you act is always in your control. Unless you are in uh, seizures or something like that. Anyway, the next thing, last thing on the page is just notes and wisdom from the day. And that's just like anything you've learned or observed that you really want to remember. Because it's just helpful to write things down. I think it kind of cements them into your memory. Um, and then that's the journal. Those are all the positivity parts of it. But I also really recommend writing just your focus list. Like your focus for the day. So it's something you, it's like a to-do list, but it's more so just uh, what you are choosing to make your day's theme. Like you're going to, if the most important things for you are to finish, I can only think of myself, a chapter in your book and, you know, or go to yoga, those have to go on that, that list. You should really cater to those things and make them a priority. So when you write a to-do list, like make it for yourself and your person and then also have the mandatories. But your this is your life. Like you should be 
enjoying it and living it and making sure you're getting the most out of it on a daily basis. And you have to put that in your schedule. No one else is going to. Alrighty, moving on. Um, number two in my, these are just different happiness practices. Uh, Physical happiness practice. So something physical, something, some kind of exercise, something where you get your body sweating. So anything outdoors is a plus. And this goes a really long way um, with just generating positivity. And you can listen to the mind-body connection for more about that. Um, but I also recommend meditation. It's not, it, it's related, but it's not the same. Like, I think it's really important to get your blood moving and toxins like vented from your body, it also just generates all of the chemicals that really, really, really support your mindset. So do something every day that gets you to sweat, whatever it is. Um, I recommend being in nature as well, just because it, it very much grounds you outside of all the other stuff in your world, just to be around plants and organic matter. And if you're interested in meditation, uh, I recommend the Headspace app because it's uh, it's like a 10-minute thing. It's guided. It makes it really, really easy and approachable. Uh, alrighty, next on my list, number three. Uh, it's a no-brainer, but diet. I already addressed it a little bit, but keep your diet stable because blood sugar can make you feel like you hate your life, that everybody hates you. It can just debilitate you from, and make you incapable of taking care of yourself so um if you are in in the dark about what is good nutrition or you want to learn more just about maintaining good blood sugar um i really like the body do-over <laughs> which is a podcast and it a lot of it is about working out so it's not quite um focused on diet but there are a few episodes that have a girl nutritionist and she's awesome and she gives really good nutritional advice so all you want to do is avoid spiking your blood sugar and that includes not eating enough and that includes eating things that make you get that sugar high so like lots of uh, complex carbs and sugar and junk food basically just try to avoid all things processed um moving on number four Communal gratitudes. And this is like basically uh, the gratitudes you would write in your journal, but you're doing this in a conversation with somebody else. So I, it's really fun. It's a really great way to integrate it into your life, just positivity practices into your life. Adam and I like to do them over dinner, and I look forward to it every night. Like if you get somebody else in the habit of doing it with you, I guarantee you will both look forward to doing that thing so much more, whatever it is. So the basic rules are anything from the last 24 hours that you are grateful for, and you can't repeat the same one. So we usually switch off, um, and we do three. So just make them specific, and it might feel weird, I guess, to ask somebody for the first time, like, if they want to do this with you, but get over it and just try it, and it'll become fun. Um, we got the parents in on it, and it's awesome. Alrighty, next on my list, number five, thought redirections. So this is something I think you should write down because it's easy to forget it. But basically, in order to stop yourself from going down the road of negative thinking, you've kind of got to correct it in the moment. Like each time, even things that seem like they're really 
big and bad, you almost have to stop yourself in the middle of like the reaction to that thing and replace it. Replace the thought with like, you can just even say it out loud even though you don't feel it yet. So things like, this is a gift in disguise or this is meant to be, I just don't see why yet. Or, uh, you know, maybe think about it like this is meant to happen because something else is being supported by this thing happening. Like if, for example, you get a speeding ticket, like maybe that's slowing you down because you are supposed to delay getting to somewhere else. Like it's to protect you. <laughs> I mean, that might be too far, but just try and redirect immediately whatever negative thought you have and remind yourself like there's nothing gained by getting upset about this. Like there's nothing I can do about it. Move on. If there's nothing you can change or affect about this thing, you have to let it go because what you are uh, feeling is the pain of your reaction to the thing. It's not the actual thing. The thing is probably inanimate in, the, in most cases. So it's not the ticket. Take it didn't do anything. It's the pain you feel as a result of it. And that is in your power to change. It just takes a decision. And I think a, a lot of the time just a reminder. Like I still have to remind myself, but like it's pretty awesome. I never have to feel upset about any of that stuff ever. Like, what was it? A sewage pipe, pipe burst in our house and it was tons of money. And then I was like, oh yeah, I don't have to be upset. It's optional. And then I got to skip all of the upsetness. It was like probably months of upsetness, but it's just, you have to remind yourself, there's nothing I can do about it. It's not, it's just stuff. It's things. It's, I get to decide if I want to waste, punish myself and waste more time thinking about this thing. Um, Alrighty, moving on. Number six, <laughs> passing feelings. So this is like for anybody that you get like a bad, you get in a bad headspace or you get, you know, upset and then you start to like really dread that feeling. And it's almost like you get more upset about the fact that you're feeling it and you're like starting to analyze it. And then it like slowly feeds itself and it gets way more power. So it's almost like the way to think about it is you have to pass it. You have to pass it like it's gas. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to read that. <laughs> Like gas or a, or a kidney stone, something less icky sounding. But you're instead of fighting the thing, just kind of allow it to move through you and like help yourself pass it. So you have to go to your positivity practices, like go on a hike, go to exercise, whatever it is. But like think of it like a uh, a chemical state in your body, and you have to like you have to help your body to like move through it and. You don't have to focus on what it means. Like, don't feed it by honoring it. Just get to one of your go-to practices as quickly as possible to alleviate it, if that makes sense. Whatever it is, just start plugging positive things, good things, healthy things into your mind. And just don't allow yourself to feed it. Like, don't talk about it. Don't focus on it. Don't think about it. Don't dissect it, source, like all that stuff. Because overall, you have control about over what comes out of your mouth and what circles in your head. So you can really do a lot of good by just choosing to not honor or discuss the power of this thing. Like, just keep going through the motions and, like, kind of push it through you. Just 
know it's there. It's not like you have to pretend it's not happening, but just it is what it is, and it's going to move away. It's going to move through you. So just uh, do keep doing what you can to medicate it. Um, and number eight, did I misnumber that? I don't know. Moving on, um, be selective about what you consume. So there's something called learned hopelessness, and that's just if you take on things that are impossible, you become, you learn that you cannot win. You learn that you are incapable, and that's like you feel defeated. You feel hopeless. So this works in a couple ways when it comes to positivity. So just don't tackle the whole world at once. When you are in a negative mindset, just tackle your mood. You know, just deal with that and take the next best first step. So get some exercise and really be conscious of what you're allowing into your person. So that includes friends, television, any and all external influences because they all affect you. So just don't allow things in that are not enhancing you and that are help they're not helping you. So for example, if you have a complainer friend who just doesn't care about your feelings and they complain all the time, if you really want to become more positive, I think you should start creating a healthy distance from this person and just detaching with love. So just think of yourself like you're an amoeba and like things are coming into you and they're affecting you and changing your makeup. So just choose wisely. There was this Australian self-help guy and I will try and find him and link to this, but he said something like, when you let someone into your life, uh, it's like, think about your life like a room. Like, whoever you let into your life, they stay in your person forever. Like, they affect your life for the rest of it. So just be, be very intentional and choose people with intention about what they can enhance in your life, what you can, you can enhance in theirs, and choose activities with intention and choose your entertainment with intention because it's all influencing you and informing who you are. So... It's, it's not about cutting out all, you know, junk television, but just be aware of what is this? How is this affecting me? Like, if you were to watch horror movies every single night, you would change as a person. Your worldview would change because that would be affecting the way you view things. Just It's like a ratio. So just be conscious. So at the end of the day, I think the most important practices are the gratitudes and just getting some exercise and so you can be consistent with those two and I think it'll get better and better and you will learn what works best for you just as far as those practices but uh, aside from the maintenance part one of the awesome things about just journaling is you get this whole other incredible byproduct in your life like you get to savor all of the wonderful experiences you have. You get to have more emotional and profound memories with others, just like talking about things that you're grateful for and reliving them. It like, it changes the way you view your own life. And it's all just because you're forced to write about it. It's like, it becomes more cemented and more real. And you really like the scope of your life just expands. Um, and I know it'll probably get a little repetitive, some of the entries, but regardless, there will be some that are just like these little gem time capsules. Like you will feel like, wow, I probably would have forget, forgotten that little moment that I shared with my dad or 
I'm so glad I will remember, you know, this one night, this one random night out that seemed so ordinary because I have it here. Um, because you honor it and it stands out that way. So you're able to appreciate that and your life as a whole. And you really, I think, experienced your life in a different way. So remember, you are a vessel and you should fill that vessel with things that make you grow and make you happy. I hope you enjoyed this. Stephanie, I hope this helped. And uh, I send you my love and vibes of positivity. Um, And don't forget to smile. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.